Hey everyone, I'm Andrea Ferretti, and this is episode 184 of Yoga Land. So, oh my gosh. <sighs> Last time we did a Yoga Land episode was with Shannon Roche, and COVID 19 had just sort of started to come to the US. And now here we are in the thick of it. In the thick of it. A lot has changed for all of us. Yes. And we thought we could try to help everyone navigate the changes as skillfully as possible. Yeah, I think two things that come up for me real quick, which is number one, as everything has been making this significant shift, um, I taught a hundred hour online training. Right. And in it, I'm giving a lot of mentoring to many students who are many teachers who are full-time teachers and they're having to completely shift into the digital landscape. And so fortunately, um, we kind of have a ton of experience already in this short period of time figuring out what people need to know Mm -hmm. in order to convert their live content to online content. Yeah. The other thing is I have taught online for a long time with Globe, but I've never been doing live streams. But over the course of the last three weeks, I now have all this other experience doing live streams and what works, what doesn't work, not just from a tech perspective, but really from an educational perspective. So we get to go through some of those things and share them today. I think you wanted to start with kind of best practices for teaching online. Yeah, the first thing that comes up for me Um, is something that is a best teaching practice, whether you're live or online. It's one of these things that converts really readily. This is something that I say to myself all the time when I teach. Three simple words. Relax, focus, and relate. When you are teaching in a new environment, you're going to be a little bit jangled. Mm -hmm. For me, right? For me, when I teach public classes, it's a very... I don't want to say I don't ever get nervous. I do once in a while, but it's second nature at this point. It's second nature, but like, so if I do get nervous, I'm not surprised that I'm nervous and I know how to relate to it. You know what I mean? But I think that one of the things that so many people are struggling with right now is they're beginners again as yoga teachers because they're teaching in a fundamentally different environment. And so very few people know what it's like to actually step into a room and teach a yoga class with no one actually there, right? And so this this reminder for all of us to just step back, relax, focus, and relate to your students, these are things that at every level we need to be able to do, but especially right now Mm -hmm. when we're in this unknowing state. So how have you felt like you can relate to people in a live stream situation? Yeah, so for me, and you know, I think one of the topics that we'll talk about either today or in another conversation is whether or not um, you want to do your own practice, right, and visually um, mark, demonstrate everything. Or whether or not you want to sit and kind of look at the live stream, look at the grid, look at the names. For me, actually, I'm finding, I think for two reasons, I'm finding it actually kind of easier to pay even more attention to people online. And this is a really big, weird surprise to me, to be honest with you. Um, The reason being is that I have their names right there, Mm -hmm. right? So for me, I'm decent with names, but I forget them in the pinch. 
So in a live class, I don't have these windows where I get to see, oh, this is Jill, oh, that's Jane, oh, this is Sarah, right? So in some ways, it's easier for me digitally to focus on people because I see their names, mm -hmm. right? The other reason is I think a little bit, this is self-analysis, but a little bit having to do with my introversion. When I am in a group environment, even though I can appear to be extroverted, I'm still introverted. So in a big group, it can be difficult for me to kind of take everything in. There's mm -hmm. a lot of stimulation. And so I don't want to say I shut down. I don't. But in a big group with all that stimulation, I kind of, in some ways, I insulate myself from the intensity. Mm -hmm. Whereas online, because it's it's not as big of a group, it's... It's like it's kind of easier for me to just kind of look in and see and it's pretty it's a pretty fascinating thing because I'm similar uh, I actually just led a week-long meditation live stream series and I loved it and it, it's different obviously than teaching asana because I people would log on and I we would sit there looking at each other yeah you know, and then meditate and then looking at each other again and having some conversation. So it was like very, a lot of relating. Yeah. But, you know, Susan Kane, who I've had on the podcast before, I should figure out the episode number. It was a while ago. She um, has written a best-selling book on introversion. It's called, the, it's called Quiet. Yes. It's called Quiet, if you want to read it. And uh, she talks a lot about how introverted people do really well with online communication. And it's because there's that buffer. There's a little space to think about what you want to say. There's a little space to, to feel comfortable with how you want to express yourself. And Just, that, yeah. Yeah, and that exactly goes into that being able to relax a little bit. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, there's more things we want to talk about, but this reminds me of something. Early on as a yoga teacher, my teacher at the time, who I'd still consider my teacher, Rodney E, he said to me, he said, you know, he said, to me, the best yoga teachers or the best teachers at all are the, are the teachers that teach from their heels, not their toes. And kind of what he was saying about that is that the best teachers teach from what they take in, from what they see, that they kind of that they yield a little bit, they have a plan, but they see what's in the room and then they communicate, mm. right? Instead of teaching from the toes, right? And kind, of, and kind of pushing too far, right? It's kind of like you're not really a baseball fan, right? But like... I wasn't. I once upon a time... You're, not, a, you're not opposed to the game. Yeah. Um, but it's like looking that ball in or like when you catch something, it's like... You can't lean into it too hard. You kind of have to respond. Mm -hmm. And so as a teacher or as a communicator, this moment of just stepping back, acknowledging this is weird mm -hmm. and different for everyone, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And also that you're new at this again, and that's okay. So just take a moment yeah. before you push too hard. Well, I think anyone who's, who's nervous about, who's been hesitant to start doing live streams, um, or you know, or hop on Zoom and teach a class should know that everyone is so new at this that even the students don't know. Like, is my microphone on? Like, can you see me? And my is my house clean? So everyone's very understanding right totally. now. Totally. This is kind of the perfect opportunity to practice these skills because no one is really a pro at it. Um, everyone's in the same boat. The 
quality of content for programmed content with Glow and other services is massive. Yeah. But the quality of content for what we're doing now, this interactive stuff, the bar is really low. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it hasn't evolved, right? right. Like not, exactly. Yeah, what, there aren't like huge sets and like yeah. It's, it's exactly we're all sort of on the same plane. We're field. all on the same plane. And so I think to be an exceptional teacher, you just don't force it. One of the things to be an exceptional teacher you have to execute is blend this kind of combination of being professional, but also being personal. You know, one of the things that was so cool to me, I remember coming home and talking to you about the first time that, uh, that I did some of these live classes, was I got to see people's dogs. <laughs> I got to see people's kitchens. I got to see people's backyards. Um, I don't know who the student was, but there was a student of mine the other day practicing with me from a fishing boat off the coast of California in Bolinas. Wow. Right? And he, showed, you... and he showed me the sunset. Oh, my gosh. So it was this really beautiful thing, right? Or like, um, I'm not going to mention everyone's name, but like Erin Jorich, her name is coming up. Like, she's in Minnesota. She, we're getting to do this live. So I get these, as teachers, we get these glimpses into people's literal lives. Yeah. Because when we're teaching at Love Story Yoga or Tri Yoga or, or any local studio, Everyone's in a neutral space. And so in some ways, it's depersonalized. And I don't mean that negatively, but like, you know, it's kind of like, it would be like a family going on vacation. So everyone meeting at a hotel instead of going to your house or my house. Yeah. That's like everyone going to a yoga studio. Yeah, it's kind of true. It's kind of true. And, and one of the nice things about that, I think one of the things we miss is that it is this space that's carved out. Yeah. It's this objective Calm, space. clean. And it's carved out for everyone equally. Yeah. But we're, we don't have that right now. So we have this much more intimate glimpse. Mm -hmm. And with for me, with my personality, um, I mean, I think this is always the case as a teacher. I think that students... Students resonate with teachers that are not overly indulgent in their personal narrative and yet also show a bit of who they actually are in real life. Sure. And I think that this is just an interesting time where, you know, we're filming this from our living room. We get to watch, like I'm saying, I get to see these kitchens and these fishing boats. So it's just a thing to remember for the yoga teachers to... Not be overly indulgent, but show to who you are. To connect as much as you can. Yeah, show who you are. <laughs> you know, this, this, I think this lends itself, this environment lends itself and kind of gives a freedom to being even more casual mm -hmm. or kind of even more still professional, but even more transparent with one's life. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah. And it reminds me too of the Jack, uh, I almost said Jack Kerouac, but the Jack Cornfield book. Full Catastrophe Living. Oh, that's not... Uh, John Kabat-Zinn. John Kabat-Zinn. Full Catastrophe Living, right? I think that that book resonates so well for people because it's a practical... He talks about living in the full catastrophe of life. <laughs> We're, and, there, right? Right? <clears throat> We're there, yeah. And still doing your practice and, and still maintaining this quality of being. When I'm teaching my live Zoom classes... If Ginger, our dog, walks into the room, I'm not going to shoo her away. Yeah. If my daughter walks into the room, I'm not going to shoo her away. I'm not trying to make this 
personal setting impersonal. Yeah, it's not a pristine environment. No, so. it shouldn't be. Right. But the, but there's texture to that. There's quality of life to that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's it's it's this less staged, less formulaic thing. Yeah. Um, that I think is is very intimate, and it's I find it nice. Yeah, it's very sweet. Yeah. I um. I did yoga nidra today. I led yoga nidra today for the last day of the meditation live stream. And I told them ahead of time, like, you know, have your, we'll, we'll meet sitting up and then we'll talk a little bit and then you'll lie back and your supports and everything. And as I told everyone to lie back, it was literally like, I almost started to cry because everybody had their blankets and it was like getting ready for nap time. It was the sweetest, sweetest, sweetest thing. One of the things we're trying to do with these short episodes is answer questions that came in. And I was asked the question, you know, do you feel like you can create community um, with a live stream or like welcome new students in? And I will say for me with the meditation format, it was like, it was easier than I thought because I purposely left 15 minutes at the end of the session open. And I said, I completely understand. You know, I said this in the emails leading up. I completely understand if you want to hop right off after the meditation, you just want to have a quick, you know, you just want to sit and then leave. But if you want to talk, if you want to ask questions, if you want to just talk about anything, I'll be there. And I was really surprised that people did want to talk. We really need each other right now. I think one of the things that we have to remember with community is so oftentimes community is it organically develops around a shared experience. Right. Right. That might be um, a community of people that have a certain interest, a community of people that live in a certain place, a community of people whose kids go to the same school or (laughs) play the same sports. Well, we have a global community right now of people trying to figure out like what the bleep is going on and how to manage it. So I actually think that Um, there's this kind of inherent community. Um, There's more physical distance, um, but I think the feeling of connection and intimacy is is strong. Yeah. Yeah. And then what about thinking about, so we talked about relating. We've talked about acknowledging the circumstances, just being open about it. What about thinking about the students' needs right now? Big time, okay? I always find it to be super presumptuous to, as a yoga teacher, be like, well, I know that so-and-so needs blah, 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 blah. This is like a super yoga teacher thing. Like, (laughs) I know Jill wants to work out, but Jill needs to relax, okay? Okay. This is like a super common thing. So there's a certain amount of presumptuousness, but I think we can also extrapolate a little bit right now, okay? Which is, it's highly likely that more people are sitting for even longer periods of time. Yeah. It's highly likely that more people are, are um, in the same physical space than they ever are. Mm-hmm. And also, it's probably more likely that um, we're spending even more time, um, I know that we are spending even more time than usual um, enjoying chocolates and enjoying sugar and you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that one of the things to consider is the physical requirements that balance an even more sedentary life. Yes. Balance the cabin fever. Right. So we have to balance the cabin fever through movement and through a certain amount of novelty, right? 
So I've been trying to play around in my practice probably even more so than usual, which is getting a little bit out of the box, playing around a little bit, like trying to do like slightly different flows or different combinations, kind of like, because I'm this very structured, methodical, linear teacher, and that's a very good thing. But I can also get a little bit into a less free-form creative environment, mm -hmm. right? So I'm trying to kind of like change things up in my sequencing even more than I usually would mm. because I feel like one of the things we're suffering right now is this feeling of like everything being the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying yeah. to diversify what I do even more. Interesting. And then also if we just think about really the simplicity of countering um, the the forward and down, right? So the hip flexion and the spinal flexion and the head forward of our sedentary lives, mm -hmm. right? Which means even more anterior opening and posterior strengthening. So the things I'm kind of defaulting to is opening quads, opening hip flexors, opening torso, opening front of shoulders, strengthening back body. Okay. Like those, we're going to do a whole thing. Yeah, we're going to talk about that one next We're going to do a whole thing on sequencing, <laughs> like how to play with sequencing and how to change things up a little bit right now Yeah. Uh, in an upcoming episode. So we'll, Next episode. Well, yeah. there we go. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks, Jason. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. As always, if you are enjoying the podcast, share it with your friends, share it with your loved ones, share it on social media, and leave a five-star rating and review. We really appreciate it. And until tomorrow, we are going to be coming to you every day for a while. So until tomorrow, enjoy your practice.